What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Cats and Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I am here with Eli Kim and Chris Francis. And it's been a minute since we've had the three of us in the booth, so it's, it's <laughs> nice to have you back. That's um, right. That's right. As we podcast or podcap the Cavs' first preseason game, which was an interesting one, um, the Cavs lost, I believe, 107-106 to the Hawks. And I, I think the more concerning thing would have probably been the first half score, which was not in – didn't favor the Cavs for sure. I think they lost the first half 45 to 57. Uh, and then the second half, they, they kind of took a double digit lead. And then, uh, we had our old, uh, John Blair Bickerstaff seemed to be in mid for late game management as the Cavs frittered away a lead and ultimately lost the game and didn't seem to really care that they lost the game. So kind of is what it is. So I, I guess, Chris, uh, what were your first impressions of the Cavs from what we saw on Wednesday or on uh, Tuesday? Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think it went kind of what I expected in terms of the, the article I read, the, the preview for the live thread or whatever. And the, uh, the it's clear the offense looks better i think there's more pace um they're launching threes they just didn't hit them there was a bunch of wide open ones they just freaking missed that they'll normally i mean like great shots that they'll just normally make uh they were just obviously rusty it's the first live action any of them have had um but the biggest concern and i don't see how it's ever going to get fixed or whatever we'll see how it gets fixed or how it's addressed is uh the rebounding the rebounding's all terrible especially with uh the injury to uh uh Jared Allen so they played yeah, small they-, they came out small played the small ball lineup and the only guy that could rebound was literally Mobley so um, the bench. Yeah, they got out rebounded thirty-one to nineteen in the first half, which is is pretty rough. Exactly. So, and, and Mobley had like half of those. Like he, I think he had like nine rebounds. In the <laughs> yeah, he half. did, and <laughs> and he looked fantastic. Uh, Mobley, a super line, ten points, nine boards in sixteen minutes, um, and then a, a block to go with that. He definitely, to me, looked like the best of the starters. Um, and, and I don't know, I missed the pregame lineup, but did they announce Karis LeVert or Max Struess starting at the power forward? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, uh, but it's Struess. Struess. Oh, okay. It was Struess. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and it was kind of power forward by committee. You know, I wasn't very impressed with Max Struess. Um, I think the Cavs are playing him way up. Like he should never be a starting four, let alone. I, I'm skeptical as a starting three, but him playing at the four was was kind of a disaster, at least defensively. Uh, but like you said, I mean the Cavs went five of twenty two from three. 
Uh, Darius Garland is not going to go one for ten and over oh five from deep. Wide open, um, wide open looks. Yeah. Um, the other guys in the first half that look solid to me, um, Donovan Mitchell, 10 points, three rebounds, two assists. Um, looked like he was in, he looked great on defense. Yeah. Had three steals. Yeah. And definitely was, was hounding guys. Um, I didn't think that the, uh, Atlanta attack was all that good, but the Cavs, I mean, the Cavs were given to Sadiq Bay, which is not good. Um, I don't know. Uh, Eli, did you, how much of the game did you get to watch? Uh, I didn't get to watch all of it like I wanted to, but caught the highlights. Um, overall, I think agree. I don't understand the Cavs wanting to play smaller guys way up, like, Osmond played a lot of four for the Cavs. I feel like they should just play a guy like Dean Wade in that spot. And it's interesting because <laughs> exactly. they actually went more with Damian Jones as the five to kind of balance out Allen, which I thought was a weird way to do it instead of going with, you know, maybe the better player in um in uh Dean Wade or something like that. So Or or Mobes the Elder, you know, Isaiah Mobley. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I thought the Cavs a more modern offense for sure, and they're not going to miss threes like you guys talk about. And I think they're playing a more modern style, but I just still don't think they have like the best personnel to play that way. Uh, no, I I agree with you on that take. Um, and so, and I thought what Damian, kind of personnel? What kind of personnel do you think they need to fix what they to to fix the situation? Oh, I mean, last night would have been a perfect Kevin Love game. Amen. Uh, <laughs> last night would have been the perfect Kevin Love game with Mo. You help the rebounding. You have the floor spacer, and it's not a guy who's under six foot six. Um, well so, said. Um, I just think that the Cavs might be overcorrecting their shooting prob- problem, and I think part of it kind of showed yesterday because they still couldn't rebound, and obviously Allen's, Allen's out, but they couldn't rebound, and when shots weren't going in, they kind of didn't know what else because it seems like that's what they've been really focusing on for this year. Yeah, I mean, to me, the one thing, my one hope is that these rotations aren't set in stone because I was completely unimpressed with Damian Jones. Um, he just got murdered at the point of attack defensively. Um, if your center can't stop anyone defensively, that's that's a little scary. Um, I actually thought uh, Niang, okay, I mean, he didn't rebound well, but nobody, say Donovan Mitchell and, you know, Evan Mobley did. But I thought Niang looked, uh, looked every bit the shooting specialist that he is and um, added a lot of positive, positive energy uh, from the starting lineup. Um, I was not impressed with Ty Jerome and, uh, Damian Jones. Ty Jerome was, what is he? Ha- wasn't five minutes in the first half. <laughs> that, that wasn't good. I, I, I guess like you, Eli, my big fear is that the Cavs have overcorrected, um, and just brought in too many guys who are offense first and, and no defense. 
Um, and I'm, I'm a little concerned from what I saw in the first preseason game. Um, that being said, there were a lot of positives and most of the positives came with the bench crew. Um, how much of the second half did you get to see Chris and, and who stood out for you? I liked everybody from the bench. I disagree with you that Jerome looked bad. I think he looked great, honestly. Uh, like I think that he didn't look like he was scared or like didn't know what to do. He knew exactly what to do. Let let me rephrase. In the first half okay. is when he he didn't look good. Yeah, no, that makes sense because they're going against backups in the second half. I think just guys needed to settle down and just feel the game. You know, just get get their sea legs under them. But I liked everything that the bench did. Uh, I mean, Yang Okoro. Um, Tom, you know, Tristan Thompson, holy, like, what the heck? You know, are we back in uh, <laughs> 2016, I guess? So, um, you know, I like what Sam Merrill did, you know, just like he didn't shoot well, but he shot his shot, you know, and wasn't scared of it, you know? So uh, just, um, you know, they just look good. You know, they look, they looked more, they looked less rusty than the starters. Rusty as hell. But the. No, I'm with you. The backups looked like they, there was some semblance of an organization and team structure, and they knew what they were doing, and everybody knew their role, and everybody fit, you know, because, you, you know, they had Nyang at the four, you know, they just had a little bit more size up front, you know, and that helped a lot. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I like the bench. I like, you know, I like what they did. So, um, kudos to them. Hopefully, you know, I'd like to see, you know, to echo off of what Eli was saying. I want to see more uh, Dean Wade. Dean Wade was, uh, you know, finally looking like himself after that shoulder issue at the end of last year. Uh, I just want to see them play a little bigger. Bring in Niang. To me, I would have started Niang. Niang seems to be like the natural, like if you're going to side or if you start Mobley at the five and you need someone to start at the four, I'd go with Dorgis Niang, I mean, or Dean Wade, one of the two. Like, they're definitely the better rebounders over Max Struess. So. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, there's a couple guys that stood out to me. I thought Isaac Okoro, uh, looked fantastic. Um, you know, he was very aggressive. Uh, 19 points, six for eight from the field. Uh, had a lot of buckets in getting to the line. Um, you know, uh, plus 14 on the night, which was second only to Sam Merrill. I, I thought he was just really, really dynamic. And it was kind of, kind of what we'd hoped, been hoping to see from Okora for the last, uh, few seasons. And then, of course, he actually had an above the break three pointer, which I think shocked everybody. <laughs> um, and, and was really aggressive and unafraid to shoot. And I think that's what we we're all hoping for. Um, the other guy that he, I think kind of impressed everybody was, uh, Moni Bates and mainly because he's just absolutely unafraid to let it fly. And he had a big bucket late in the game to put the Cavs up to, um, when basically the shot clock was winding down and, uh, uh, Sharif Cooper or somebody on the Cavs threw him a grenade uh, with the shot clock winding down and he just, he kind of jab stepped and swished a triple from about 26 feet. So that, yeah, I love, he kind of has that, uh, J.R. Smith, 
just no conscience range. Like the tougher the shot is, the kind of the more focused he is. And that was super nice to see. And like you said, Sam Merrill, um, he, he had some problems early shooting the ball and then started to get into his rhythm. The guy that I thought helped him really get into his rhythm was uh, Tristan Thompson, who set just three really good screens in a row right when he came in the game. And clearly the bench used to playing a professional uh, at the center spot and, you know, freed up Sam Merrill for a couple of wide open looks. And yeah, like you said, Dean Wade um, seemed a little hesitant in the first half and then, or at the beginning of the third quarter and then really kind of got his rhythm. Um, and the other, the last guy I like um, is uh, Mobley, the elder uh, Isaiah Mobley. I thought um, he was minus 10. On, I, didn't have a great box score, but I thought he had a nice command of the uh, of the offense. Of course, he ten minutes, no rebounds, and no stocks, and two turnovers. So his box score wasn't great, but it, he was at the very least aggressive. Um, and then, of course, Craig Porter had a monster dunk on a drive from the three point line. So, just all in all, a lot to like. Um, Sharif Cooper had a decent line, but again, he just seems never going to be big enough to play in the NBA. And I believe he had the foul at the end of the game, which uh, helped put Atlanta up by one. Um, What did you think of how the end of the game shook out, Chris? Um, I mean, the only thing that matters to me is Imani Bates made that shot. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm with you. And I can't remember. Yeah. They they ran a nice little play to get uh, Dean Wade at the rim, but uh, play. You know, uh, probably could have been a better pass, you know, a little higher, a little more out of reach for the defender. But, you know, I think the main thing, main takeaway from the end of the game was Imani Bates. uh, You know, that's his role. You know what I mean? Like six six or less on the shot clock, get us something, create something, you know, and he can do that. You know, he can always get his jumper off at that height. You know, he's always going to get, you know, a clean shot. So I loved it. You know, it, it was awesome. Just had a real nice game for Atlanta. He had the go ahead bucket late, um, got an and one when he got fouled on the block. And it was like, it was such a BS call. Um, you're never going to see an and one on the block with two seconds left in the regular season. Um, I, I felt like the refs just wanted to go home. <laughs> a little bit, and I felt like JD wanted to go home too because in the regular season he probably would have challenged that. And I, I guess I was irritated at JB um, just because he seems to give up on games that I wouldn't give up on, even if it is preseason. But um, I don't know, Eli. Any other thoughts about that first preseason game, or is it just like you know? I mean, it's the preseason for a reason, yeah. so I'm not too worked up about it. Um, I did really like a Coro's game. I thought it's exactly what to do and work on, so that was very encouraging. Did it look like to you guys that he was playing more? He was playing more in the backcourt. He was playing on the ball more. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Definitely more of a two. Yeah, for sure. And I ultimately, I don't think uh, Ty Jerome is very good. And I, I think the hope for me is that, you know, Okoro 
we'll kind of take some of those minutes, but we'll see what happens. Um, it, it was nice to see him have a good game. Um, the other guy that was kind of funny, uh, did any impressions of uh, Zaire Smith? Um, Chris, he looked very, very rusty. I mean, I think he's lucky to be alive. Yeah, exactly. I think some crazy stuff happened to him. I can't remember. Yeah, he had a he had a severe allergic reaction to something to a Thai spicy peanut sandwich or something. Yeah, he almost um, died, right? Yeah, he almost died. Lost like sixty pounds. <laughs> um, so crazy. Was out of the league for two years, and he's on yeah. the training camp roster. I wish him all the success in the world, but yeah, he definitely looked rusty. Yeah, it was a massive fall from massive fall from grace in terms of like he was a top ten pick. He was a lottery pick, right? Uh got traded in that trade with uh Michael Bridges. Yeah. And you know, and just never panned out. They traded the hometown like Philly. What what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they traded Macau Bridges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh and and a first round pick. They didn't just trade Bridges. It was a first-round pick attached to that. Or Zaire <laughs> Smith or whatever. So, no, it was crazy. Uh, uh, you know, so I feel really bad for him because, I mean, like, the expectations, you know, like, he, he got traded for the hometown kid, then had that thing, and now he's just, like, fighting to stay in. But, you know, uh, you know, good for him that he's alive, you know, and, and chasing the dream. But uh, Absolutely. You respect the grind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. A Gruden grinder, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we went a little long on the first. Uh, we will, uh, you know, kind of wrap up the game and be right back. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Test the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I am here with Chris Francis and Eli Kim. And yeah, this is kind of our first uh regular or our first uh podcast of the Cavs season now that we're the man it feels like it's like it has been a very long summer doesn't it, it has yeah oh yeah oh yeah that's like we've been a long time for yeah i mean we we haven't watched Cavs basketball since April. oh that's tough. is it april or i guess it's may i guess early may but yeah no i mean like there was that was the it was funny like uh, the vibe at the media day thing or whatever is like guys had time to stew over the over the sweep or whatever. Well, I guess it wasn't a sweep, but gentlemen the, sweep. The loss to the Knicks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, felt like forever. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
And with that, I think we're going to go around the league and do over. Do we want to start with Cleveland? We can. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the line, Chris? Uh, as of right now, it is 50 and a half. Oof, that's a tough line. Eli, what's your what's your take there? Over or under? Uh, I think it's going to be over, guys. Ooh. And I think the reason is the Cavs are going to be the try-hard team um, for the year. I think they need to be in the best position. Um, they need to be the best position possible for playoff success, and I think they'll be a try-hard team in the regular season especially. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Chris, they're young. They're, they're young too. So, yeah, and and most teams will go and kind of talk about what they've added and what they've subtracted. But yeah, obvi- the, obviously, we know that with the cat. Yeah, the I I'll, I have to take the under. I just, I mean, like we got bounced because of rebounding, and it got and like it got objectively worse from the beginning of last season to this the beginning of this season. You know, like that's how much of a difference. I've already gone over the stats. Like Kevin Love was the difference between a top ten rebounding team and a bottom feeder. So, um, Georges Niang and Max Struess aren't solving that problem. So I don't, I don't trust. I think they'll be able to score more. I think they'll be able to do more. But ultimately, are they ever going to get a rebound? Uh, and so for that, I'm going to take the under. And I'm, I'm with you. I actually think. One of the best things that could happen to the Cavs long term is if they really struggle out of the gate and figure out that JB is not the coach for this team. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, um, mainly because I, I could see Kobe getting fired before JB, to be honest with you now, especially given the, uh, the recent. And was it you, Chris, that was saying like JB clearly seems like he's the face of the franchise? Oh yeah, right I mean the I face thinking, of the front office. Yeah, I was thinking about it uh, after the I wrote the article and I realized after the fact I should have said it or whatever. But like that's the whole reason why JB like last year I don't think they did the I, I'm not sure I, I want to have to uh, that needs to be verified but I wonder if they did the same thing where they had JB and Kobe at the press conference but it, to me it was clear the reason why they had JB there was to deflect and all, all you know, basically have an adult in the room <laughs> uh, for as a face of the, as the face of the franchise given what had transpired with Kobe so um yeah, I mean, like, it was a weird, it was a weird press conference. Like, it was just, uh, um, honestly, like, Kobe came off as, like, kind of, like, um, stressed and immature. And, uh, and, and well, it's funny to say that because, like, he's younger. So, like, uh, but JB acted like, you know, he was the, I mean, he just, there was a gravitas about him, you know, and the way he was talking and, spoken uh was clear and direct and uh you know just seemed to have his shit together so you know uh it was definitely an interesting thing to witness in terms of uh i mean just it was weird kobe was weird (laughs) and jb was not so (laughs) yeah 
I lose you guys? I don't know. Sorry, I went yeah. I went mute. I'm sorry. Um, what I was saying was uh, one of the things that kind of reminds me of this team and Kobe Altman is uh, a quote I heard from your guy Eli Forrest. Um, Ju- John Juice Collins uh, has said one of the things that he hated about being in Atlanta is that once you are out of a team's plans, you are out of a team's plans. Like, and I feel like that is the case for a lot of the guys that were on the team before this summer's free agent class. Um, you know, Dean Wade, uh, Isaiah Mobley. Um, like, I feel like two free agents are, are getting a little more favoritism, even though they may not be a better fit than uh, than those guys if they're healthy um so i don't know i think this team's really gonna struggle out of the gate like you said with rebounding i think they're putting a ton of pressure on allen and mobley defensively excuse me um i actually think mobley looked really good and i think he can be that guy but it's really hard to play i'm not sure they have a third big on the roster the bet the third best Powerful. The third best big on the team looked like Tristan Thompson last night, and I'm not sure that's sustainable. So, um, and you just sent shivers down my spine by saying that. <laughs> was I wrong when you watch a game, though? Uh, I'm or, say, or are you I, more of a? Uh, I might have said Yang. Well, I I don't consider Yang a big because he can't really play the five. I mean, he can't really play the perimeter at all either. So, well, okay, yeah, he's a, he's a four for sure. But um, I, I like I said, I who was the other guy that they played backup center? I keep getting uh, Damian uh, Jones. Da- Damian Jones, I didn't think looked that great, but you liked him, so I just didn't like Damian Jones defensively or rebounding. He seemed to get pushed around around the basket a lot. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, tr- tr- Thompson looked better. To me, yeah, no, like a pro. It's yeah. just how long can he sustain that? Like, my my goal is, you know, if he can give them 10 minutes like he gave them yesterday, two nights a week, that's great. You know, that's that's what the goal for him should be. But I'm not sure. The Cavs tend to have a pension for overplaying guys. But the good news is, is the NBA said load management is bunk and the science doesn't back it up anymore. So uh, we, we don't need to see any more load management. Did you guys see that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Trust the science. Trust the science. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Eli, any, any reaction to that? I know that was a pretty uh, pessimistic worldview. It's funny that study happens after they change the rules to make it so you can't load manage. Then like ad hoc or post hoc justification or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. If that study came out before and then they said, oh, yeah, so we're going to get change the policy because it's not beneficial for the players. It seems like it's they went the other way around. Well, and did they even uh, re- release the data about the study? Like they just. No, nope. it was just the conclusion. So it's like, OK, it's some rando's opinion. Like, that doesn't even mean anything. I love it. Adam anyway. Silver's NBA. 
Eli, any reaction to my my unbridled pessimism? Uh, no, I th- I'm agreeing with a lot of all your points. I think uh, I think I would like JB to not be the coach of this team because I think it's too important. There's just too much at stake with Mitchell's probable year um, with before his extension deadline. So I just don't yeah. know why, you know, they're trusting that in JB's hands. Well, I, I don't have a choice, kind of like Chris said, he's the adult in the room. But I, I just think the team is kind of poorly put together. Like, I don't, I don't understand Max Struess. Starting Max Struess doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he's not a three, a starting three in today's NBA. It doesn't feel like. I mean, we've had this conversation multiple. I guess we'll see it borne out in the regular season and if, if it's going to work or not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would have said right now probably the best um, or at least the best rebounding squad they could probably field at this point would be something like, uh, you know, given the limitation, it's going to be Garland, it's going to be Mitchell, it's going to be Mobley. To me, you'd start uh, Niang and that's how you get some size on the court and get some rebounding on the court. That's the only way you, really you, would, oh, you, you mean while Allen is hurt? Yes, while Allen is hurt. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming Allen's going to be back for the regular season. No, yeah, I know. No, I think he's bad. Yeah, no. Well, uh, that doesn't make shooting. me feel great. He's already shooting threes on the social media. So, yeah. Oh, he is? Nice. Nice. Oh, okay. e- Eli on the case. Yeah. So I think they're okay. No, I don't know. I have a lot to figure out, um, and I'm a little concerned about JB being a guy who does less with more. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. I I still think they need another big. Um, but it's not up to me. <laughs> but let's move on to some of their competition. Let's go. Uh, who else we got in the central here? I don't mean to be such a Debbie Downer. No, it's uh, I've got it organized by best to worst. Okay. Out at the top. The top is the Boston Celtics. Well, I oh I meant let, let's go with the Central instead of oh I don't I, I don't know who's in the Central. <laughs> okay, give me uh, Chicago. What what do they got Chicago at here? Okay, Chicago. Or I guess Milwaukee. Give me Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee is also at the top, tied at the top with the Celtics at 54 and a half. 54 and a half. Eli over or under? I think that they're going to be a typical quasi-load management team, so I can't see them going for it. Um, I think it's going to take time for Dame to adjust to the Eastern Conference as well, so that's why I think they'll be under. I'm going to... I'm going to go over, and I think it, it backs up my prediction as Dame wins this year is the one for the in-season tournament. Uh, I think they'll be a good regular season team uh, just because that's kind of Nick Nurse's M.O. of play like lunatics in the regular season. Um, I think they're kind of actually built for that in-season tournament and built for the regular season, and Dame's never been – a guy that's built for extended playoff runs. So I think this is his chance to shine. 
regular season for Milwaukee. Um, what about you, Chris? Over or under? No, I'm taking the under. Taking the under. Uh, for the reasons Eli mentioned, it's going to take time for Dame and Giannis and everybody to figure it out. Um, also, they got a new coach. They don't have uh, Budenholzer anymore. So they've got to integrate another. And they coach. don't have Nick Nurse. I keep getting that wrong. Who's their coach? Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin. Yeah. I am. I have. 100% apologize for that in the previous con- podcast where I kept saying it was Nick Nurse. I know it's wrong. Adrian Griffin is going to want to make his mark in the regular season. <laughs> also, just ignore any of my predictions today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you kind of blew that up in your face there. <laughs> yeah, I am the worst. Okay. Uh, and with that, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Cavs Podcast. Nate Smith, Chris Francis, Eli Kim are doing over-unders. We are in the middle of the Eastern Conference. Who we got next, Chris? You say the Bulls were next? They are. Okay. Well, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm flying blind here. So okay. Well, let's let's do the Bulls since Chris doesn't. Chris does not recognize divisions in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. He only recognizes conferences. Yeah, yeah. Well, this it's team uh, Caesars for this. So Caesar's <laughs> sports book. Screw them. There you guys. go. Uh, pay us. Uh, no, just, kidding. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Bulls thirty-seven and a half. Oh man, what, what's your take on that number, Chris? I'm gonna take the over. The shout out to my home. My shout out to all my Bulls homies out there. You know Thomas and Kev Dog. Uh, you know uh, they. I'm kind of yeah. expecting some internal improvement from the younger players. Um, they oh, they added uh, one of the sneaky good pickups of the offseason was uh, they got uh, uh, Carter, uh, the the point guard, defensive point guard Javon uh, Carter. Javon Carter, thank you. Yeah, um, that that was a great pickup, uh, and. Uh, you know, they they've got some cohesion. So I yeah, I think that's a little lazy. And they last year they their problem was they beat the they would fall fall flat on their face against the bad ones. So it's like it seems like a you know, if they correct in any way, uh they should, you know, be a solid like they should be solidly in the play in. So, you know, I'm taking the over. Nice. Um Eli the Bucks or sorry, no. the Bulls? <laughs> well, you, I thought you did the Bucks. Did I, I skip the you Bucks? On the Bucks? No. So, uh, what are you doing? Are you working in the background? A little oh, bit. I got. Uh, no, I know what he's doing. He's playing Rocket League. No, <laughs> not Rocket League. <laughs> get him! Get him! Get him! We we hear the clicking. <laughs> yeah, it's not Rocket League. I promise you that. <laughs> Okay, so Bulls, over under, what, 37 and a half? Yep. Oh, definitely under. Definitely. Really? I think the Bulls are going to suck. Wow. Who are, who ha- Who's on the Bulls anymore? Lonzo's not playing. Levine. They got Levine. They got um, DeMar DeRozan. They got... Big Vooch. They got Vooch. They got my reigning defensive... Caruso. My reigning defensive player of the year, Alex Caruso. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, like that's a solid Pat starting. Williams, Pat Williams, Kobe, Kobe, 
um, Javon yeah, Carter. Javon Carter. Um, they they got a solid rotation. They just they're perfectly mid. Yeah, they're perfectly mid, and I gotta think like thirty seven and a half is not the yeah, only also, thing I, I think. I'd say the I'd say the Eastern Conference, you know, also kind of helps them helps them get there, you know. To be- Why? Because it's a little watered down. Yeah, after yeah, the top. I think I, yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm with you. I I think they beat thirty seven and a half for sure. There you go. Wow. Um, and the although I will say Eli could be right if yeah. they get to midseason and they just decide they're blowing well, it up. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's the that's the real question is like do like if they blow it up, you know, like they Zach Levine is definitely I think been talked about. Yeah, uh, DeRoe, I think a lot of talked g- about. Uh, I think a lot of teams would love Alex Caruso. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. the Cavs yep. would like Alex Caruso. Oh yeah, no, he'd, he'd be the perfect. He'd be the perfect Rubio. starting three for him. Rubio <laughs> replacement. There you go. Um, yeah, so who we got next? Uh, do, well, let's do Indiana. Indiana's at 38 and a half. Oh, Indiana's such a tough team. But I'm going to take the over, and that's mainly because of the my Ty Halliburton hype. I think this is his breakout year. I think he's going to be really good this year. And they actually have some some decent players, um, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on Indy. Um, I also think they got a lot of guys like Buddy Heald. They're going to be showcasing turn in midseason because they probably can't sign him. Well, they've already said they're not going to sign him to an extension, I believe, and so he's a pending free agent. So they're probably going to let him walk or uh, make a move. I would think. So I I feel like that that there's going to be a lot of teams that are on 40 wins this year and that's going to be one of them. Eli Indy. Uh, I'm torn. I feel like that's a really high number. Um I like them. I really like Halliburton. But I just don't know if they're still know if they're there yet but I do feel like they are a sneaky team to do a like a a win now move um because I think the whole Miles Turner thing is still up in the air well, and gave him- Bruce Brown too yeah and they paid a lot of money Bruce Brown yeah so if it's 40 so you're basically saying they're gonna go 500 no it's 38 and a half sorry 30 and a half um I think I'll go slightly over on this one. Yeah. It, it's almost like these companies they pick lines for a living. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Somehow. No, yeah, I, agree, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's a tough call. Like, I think that's high. I do think that's high. Like, wasn't this a lottery team last year? They were, but they were feisty. Oh, uh, oh! I, I, so the agenda I'm on right now. I'm, I'm gonna counter Nate here. I'm sick of the Halliburton hype. I'm sick of the talk. <laughs> I'm sick of t- them talking about a guy who's never won shit, done shit in this league. Oh all. man, bringing, bringing the heat. That's right. You, said, you sound like Wally Zerbiak, right? Now. That's right. <laughs> Good. Good, because that's nice. who deserves it. That's who deserves it. No defense plan, please. Soft as a tissue. Well, I mean, give me the under. 
Give me the under. Okay. Well, there you go. You heard it first. To me, the defensive anchor on that team is going to be Obi Toppin. So. Oh wow! Wow. No, that 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 was a that was a joke, Chris. Okay. Okay. No, but but it wasn't a joke though because it's real. No, there's the defensive anchor, and he is actually a pretty good defender. So. I mean, he can block shots, but what else does he do? Makes threes. Makes trees, rebounds. Like, I would love him on the Cavs. <laughs> okay. He's better than Jared Allen, I guess. I mean, to me, that's a pretty good starting lineup you got. That Their top five is Halliburton, Top, and Matherin, Bruce Brown, um, Miles Turner, um, and Buddy Heald. I guess that's their top six. Like, that's pretty good to me. Like, I think it all depends on kind of how good. But, you know, that's a that's a solid... Solid rotation to me. It's a very Indiana Pacers um, roster. You know, I like the I like their Daniel Tease pickup. Oh yeah, oh yeah, coming off of a uh, World Cup gold medal. There you go. And they still got McConnell. They still got um, you know Jalen Smith's a year older. They got they just they got kinda, a. They got a. I mean, they got guys I like, but I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just they. It's just what are they actually? And they also have Rick Carlisle, who's an actual, you know, good NBA coach. What were you saying? You last Daniel Tice got Dylan Brooks ejected yesterday, which was cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. What was it like? Five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Got, he, like, okay. Sold getting hit in the groin. <laughs> Classic move. Um, okay, so Detroit, we got next, and what's the number, Chris? Because this is going to be a weird number. Detroit is uh, second lowest among the uh, teams at twenty-eight and a half. Eli, I don't, I don't know what to do with that number. Uh, I feel like the problem is, like, some if a team's going to suck, they're really going to suck, and I feel like Detroit's really going to suck this year. So I'll go under. What about you, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. They won seven here. Are we expecting Cunningham though for a lot of it? (laughs) That's gonna make them worse. (laughs) That's a bold take. (laughs) Screw that. I mean, I I, they got Cade back. They added. uh, They got Bogdan or Bojan Bogdanovic. They have. uh, Oh, who was uh, Alec Burks is still there. They've. Uh, wow! Wow! Just just a cornucopia of this. The, the it is very mid, it is very mid. But here's the guy I think will be really good uh, in a short amount of time, and that's Jalen Duran. I think he's going to be a really good center in the NBA. Um, but I'm with team. you. <laughs> well, and then there went they're that team that way overpaid Isaiah Cunningham, Jackson, or well, or wait. Isaiah, what's his name? See, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Cunningham, Beef Stew. There you go. Beef the guy that chased LeBron after the nasty elbow. So, yeah. So, but I'm with you. I I just don't see him getting it together that much this year. There's the whole Marvin Bagley factor. They have Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. It's like the the second draft it's a team full of second draft guys and they have Joe they're built to lose they're, they're, they have Joe Harris close right there yeah they have a lot of guys they'll be fine I feel like 
And then it's really going to no, And then it's really going to go downhill. Like they're going to get rid of all their veterans at the deadline. And it's just going to really decelerate. So anyway, um, I think that is all of the central. Let's do one team from what we got the Atlantic and the Southeast, right? Let's do the Southeast. Um, So that's a weird one is Miami at the top. Okay. Yep. That'd be correct. At forty-four and a half. Yeah. Remember, I'm I'm gonna go. I just feel like Miami's set up for a fall this year. They had that really late run last year. Um, I feel like one if if Butler or Bam gets hurt, I just think they're totally screwed. Like they just to me have no depth. I don't know, Eli. You 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 feel like you're you've got something brewing there. What, what, like what you take with Miami? I want to pick the under, but I just feel like they're going to still somehow. And I think they need to win 44 and a half games to win, make the playoffs. <laughs> That's they fair. sold their soul to the devil is what they did. But I am really curious, like how Tyler Harrow is going to be this year. Supposedly he's lighting it up. Supposedly he's scoring all their points in preseason and he was glad he didn't get traded. Well, he yes. should be, but. He's about to be same. banished to Portland. <laughs> same time, I just, I just don't know. I think a lot of those guys are going to be doubting, like, hey, you know, they they wanted me to get traded. Um, I feel like that happens, and we see the effects of that every day. So I I want to pick the under, but I think if I have to take a step back, I think they're going to still be decent. I'm going to go with the over on forty four and a half. Now I'm with you. Made some sneaky good pickups as well well i i took the under but if they but i'm betting on health so if they don't stay healthy or if they stay healthy i think they'll beat the beat the over i really like jovich what he did in the uh in fiba and i really like uh i thought thomas bryant was a pickup that would have been real smart for the Cavs because he's a kind of a burly four or five who can shoot which is kind of would pair really well with Allen or um, Mobley and is going to pair pretty well with Bam. So I, I actually like what they did, and, you know, they have the best coach in the association right now, in my opinion. So, and with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Cavs of Podcast. Chris Francis, Eli Kim, I'm Nate Smith. Chris, I asked you a question during the break, and I said, is... Eric Spolstra, the best coach in the association right now. And I said yes. Eli said yes. And you said... (laughs) (laughs) You didn't sell us on that. Who's the best coach in the association? I I mean, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of good ones. You know, him among them. But, I mean, like, Pop's still around. Mike Malone gets it done. You know, Budenholzer, is Budenholzer still around somewhere or no? No. No, he's the guy the Cavs are going to bring in after Jamie flames out. Wow, you heard it here first. Um, well, I think he's the only name on the market. That's him. Uh, Quinn Snyder would have been perfect. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I still like Udoka in spite of the issues. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of good coaches. Uh, you know, yeah, I actually like the Utah Jazz coach. You know, seems like he did a, a lot with a little bit, and um, 
I don't know. I just think there's a lot of good coaches, you know? Okay, then. Well, up next, um, in the oh, Southeast. Well, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll do the over on the heat. Sorry, I didn't realize, yeah. uh, we didn't hear from you. I apologize. No, it's okay. Uh, because evil prevails. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The funny thing is, is I hate the heat. But I really like some of their players. Like, I like Jimmy Butler's kind of no BS, except he is a foul merchant. But, um, like, I like Jimmy and then I like Jimmy Butler, the player. I just can't stand the heat. So, yeah. And the sense of entitlement all summer was just really grating. Oh, man, I love that. I love how they struggled. Like, that's, that's what makes me want to say the under is the fact that they were counting on Dame and struck out and how it yeah. would affect their how they're coming into the season. Also, I just think everybody's older. They lost some guys. So, something to say to under. The only reason why I'm saying the over is just the irrational. It's, it's their evil. That's the only explanation. <laughs> they're evil and it will prevail and they're going to hit the over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is the one, my favorite storyline of the summer is how Portland screwed them twice. <laughs> oh, because they wanted Drew traded Dame to Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. and then they traded Drew to their top competition in the East, the Celtics. Love it. So I think they'll, they're going to benefit from Brooklyn not being anything. Like Brooklyn's the, you know, uh, there's a bunch of wins for guys at the top now. Because Brooklyn yeah, is gonna not going to be as good. Yeah. Well, that remains to be seen to me, seen to me, but, um, we'll get there. Uh, the Southeast though, um, who do we got next? Atlanta or, so. is, or is it Orlando? In the wind or in the over under, it's definitely, uh, definitely the Hawks. Okay, so what's the number? Forty two and a half. Oof. What are, What are you thinking, Clicky McClickerson? There, you like him? Sorry, what was the total number? <laughs> Forty two and a half. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with the. <laughs> Do you like have one of those special clicky keyboards? You probably <laughs> would guess, right? <laughs> is it very bespoke, Eli? Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> wow. Fancy I dance. think it will be... Is it Dvorak? Is it a Dvorak keyboard? Or is it QWERTY? No, it's QWERTY. <laughs> but... I do think it'll be over. I actually sneakily like the Hawks a lot this year. But who do you think? I, obviously, there's Trey. There's a Kongu. There's uh, Clint Capella. I think Capella's just solid. And they got a lot of wings. They got rid of the... the um, John, John Collins. Collins, like, you know. You can't even remember the member of your alma mater anymore. Who are you, Eli Kim? <laughs> he's a demon deacon, and you can't even remember who he is. Because I'm so devastated, he's not on that lane anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So you're you're taking the over. Who else they got though? I mean, like to me, Juan Johnson. They got AJ Griffin, who the Cavs should have drafted. Bogdan, and they got Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre yeah. Hunter. Yeah, to me, it is Trey, 
um, Okongwu, um, oh, who's the other center? I can't remember. We just said his name. Capella, Capella and a bunch of mid-ass wings. Like, I mm-hmm. just don't think any of those guys are all that good. I'm taking the under. I feel like this is the year that, um, Trey just burns all his bridges and, uh, they're done with it. Well, and they got DeJounte Murray, but I just don't think that's a good fit. DeJounte Murray and Trey. And I think they're talking about blowing it up before midseason. That's my take. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. You just hate Trey Young that much. I really hate Trey Young that much, but I also, I don't think it's a good fit. I think it is a team with a lot of mid wings. But wings get you wins. Not mid wings. <laughs> I I just don't think their wings are all that good. Like he is a guy that is just not very good. Uh and got over overpaid. And Bojan Bogdanovic is a is kind of strictly a shooter and they've never played him enough. I don't know. I just I feel like they're not put together well. I feel like they're they're a team that they're gonna be they're gonna be season. I just have that feeling. Like I feel like that ownership group is a little antsy about the luxury tax and you know Trey doesn't have a good history there. And you know Quinn Snyder can be a little intense. It, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I'm 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 taking the under. What about you, Chris? Um, so I'm. I'm largely with Eli. I, I'm taking the over. It's all the it's all the ex Dukies, isn't it? That's right. Go Duke, <laughs> the Brotherhood. Oh God. That's right. Okay. Any? Sorry, I cut you off to make fun of Duke. That's no, okay. That's okay. No, I mean, uh, I just think year two in Quinn system. Uh, they have some intriguing players I like. You know, so. You know, I think uh, in in the East is kind of weak, so I think it's adding up for them. I I, I could see also Trey Young needs to bounce back, doesn't he? You know, regardless, you know if he's leaving or not, like he needs to, you know, go back to what he was like two years ago, whenever they made that run in the playoffs. So it was all favorable whistles. There you go. <laughs> I agree. Okay, who who else we got in the Southeast there? We've got um, Orlando. Yes, it was probably 30, the next up. Yep, thirty-six and a half. Eli. Oh, that's a pretty good number. Um, I like Orlando a lot. I really like Franz Wagner, and I like Paolo. But I think I'm going to go under for this year. I think they're still so young and they need like kind of one more year of seasoning before they take that leap to jail. Yeah. So I'm going to go under. I, I'm going over. I, I think this is year they kind of make that leap. I think Franz Wagner is a little undersold how well he played at FIBA. Um, I also think that they, they're just built for the modern NBA. They've got too many super tall guys who can do it all. And and I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Um, I just think they have a really good roster top to bottom. So what about you, Chris? 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think I'm taking the over easily. Uh, they won 34 last year, said 36. They stand to benefit from Brooklyn getting worse and some other teams getting worse. Yeah. Um, their defense was excellent last year. So that's the yeah. whole thing. Like for a young team to be so good defensively, they just need some offense to pop off. And, and so, uh, some year two Paolo and year four Franz or three or four, whatever year it is for Franz. Yeah. Uh, well, and, yeah. and Wendell Carter Jr., I think is just absolutely hitting his prime Wendell, right now. Yep. Love yeah. Him. Yep. Um, yeah, I like them. They got jingles. They got I jingles. Think, I was just about to say that. They just yep. need to dump Jonathan Isaac and they'll really be, in the, really be cooking. <laughs> I, I think Jonathan Isaac's going to dump him. Do you think, I don't think he plays this year. He seems like he's on a sign and retire, but who knows? Yeah. Has he been playing in preseason? You know, oh, I have no clue. I have no clue. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my magic. And, and the other guy that, um, sneaky really good season last year with Gary Harris. And he's still sure. right there plugging away off the bench for them. So yeah. I think the one big question mark for them is the guard spot with Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. And, mm-hmm. Who's going to uh, bust out? Yeah. They need and, they, and Markel Fultz. Yeah. yeah. They need somebody to bust out or to, yeah. to figure out a trade piece. Yeah. It's like, it feels like they got three players in two slots. You know what I mean? I mean, they haven't figured really the ball. Do you want the ball out? Or from, no, no, no. That's mean, why. A, yeah, it doesn't matter I, too much. So, I mean, Jalen Suggs might make sense if it was the yeah. the guy that kind of doesn't make sense in that lineup. Honestly, although he's a really good defender and kind of ball mover, is uh, Mark Alfolds. Yep. Um, yep. Because he's I mean, just not a great shooter. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, and, he's probably the guy that who can get get out of all their guards. Yeah, but like, do you even need that with those guys? Right. With that right. team. It's a question. You know? yeah, it's a good question. Although having that guy and then having all three of those guys that we just talked about spaced out on the winger in the dunker spot is it's not a bad situation to be in when you got a guy like Mark Fultz driving. So yeah. you know it's it's a little different. You used to dump the ball inside and now a lot of times you get that with, with dribble penetration. So Yep. So yeah, I'm taking the over there. Um, do we have anybody else left in the East? We do. We have a whole division left. Or I'm sorry, the <laughs> Southeast. I'm at the Southeast. Uh, Hornets, I believe. Oh yeah, yes. and Hornets. And we're. I mean, to me, whatever the number is, I'm taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kai Jones. They just ejected 30, him. Thirty. He got ejected. No, they just um, not ejected. They released him. Oh, okay, okay. Miles Wait. Bridges has another arrest warrant out. Did what? you hear that today? What? Yeah. It's a violation of his court order for um, for the do- existing domestic violence, and supposedly there's a broken windshield involved. Um, like, how nuts do you have to be if you're Ty Jones to be too kooky for the Hornets? <laughs> like, what is that? What a weird team. Like what's the you said thirty one? Thirty one and a half. There's no way they won in thirty one games. I would I would go I'm gonna go bet five hundred dollars. There's no way they bet th- <laughs> Yeah, I mean I agree. I'm taking the under all day on that one. I, I think they're gonna be far and away the worst team in the association. Eli? 
Yeah, I'm also taking that there. There's no way they're going to be any good. No, I, I think that whole team's a train wreck right now. Yeah, yeah. they need to get the hell out. Yeah, I don't. I would want to be out of there if I was him. I think you know Michael I think... Michael Jordan's. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, if anything, that's the sneaky team that could trade for Lonzo. Lonzo Ball, like just to eat the contract. Well, and also it's the bet. It'd be the best chance for Lonzo to actually try to rehab. Maybe. Yeah, I think he's done. I think that Lonzo is he got two years left. Like I, I think it's going to be a off contract. But that's my take. Um, that's an interesting take. Like, just rehab with his brother or trade for his brother. Just give Lonzo the best chance to come back. It'd be with LaMelo. And, you know, let LeVar Ball look like a great father. <laughs> <laughs> let's get LeAngelo there, too. Like, let's just bring the whole family yeah, back. I mean, they, throw, they, throwing they, a couple no oh, brothers there. <laughs> Can't be can't be worse than uh can't be worse than the other situations around the league. I mean, it can't be worse than Kai Jones to have LiAngelo. So why <laughs> well, not just true. throw it all together? Yeah, that's true. I mean, and they they of course have other other issues as well. So yeah, to me, they're just a total train wreck of a team right now. Um, and I and I think. Steve Clifford will get fired again at the end of the season. So, shout out to um, Clifford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's go into the Atlantic Division, mm-hmm. and I think what the Celtics are at the top, right? Yes, fifty-four and a half, tied with the Bucks for their best op- or highest win total. <sighs> Eli, what's your take on the Celtics? I want to take the under, actually. Um, I think they're they are the most talented team for sure, like not even close. But I just feel like they're so good they're going to coast, and they're not going to try that hard. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the under on them. Um, what about you, Chris? Over or under? That's tough. I think I want to take the over. And and why is that? One. Seven last year, and I think they're better this year. It's gonna take some time to gel, but like they're so good, though. Like, I mean, I just think the KP trade was a coup. Uh, Drew tra- trade was, um, you know, I, I think the Drew trade to me means a lot more than the KP trade. I but, well, you know my take on KP. He won't be yeah. playing by the time April rolls around. Yeah. He's not in a contract here. He doesn't have to play. <laughs> I mean, he looks damn good, so. Well, he, yeah, he has had many stretches like that before. We call him Mr. September. <laughs> or Mr. October, I guess. Um, no, I, I am going to take the over, and that's mainly because how to win games in the regular season. And I think they have a good rotation. And with less uh, load management, it means they're going to win more games. Um, And like you said, they they won that many games last year. But I don't think they're as deep. I think when – I think they're going to struggle when KP gets hurt. And now 
but I also think they'll that it won't matter at that point. So that's my. Although I don't trust Joe Mazzula. I don't think. I think the Celtics fans are going to turn on him in the playoffs this year. They I don't know. Have. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that. That's the one thing. If things start going south for that team, that that atmosphere gets toxic quick. Uh, man, I'm 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 talking myself out of the over, but I still think they had edge it out. I don't know. That will be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Eli clicking his keyboard. The podcast. <laughs> I'm I'll get myself here. <laughs> I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with you, like Chris Francis and Eli's uh, bespoke keyboard. Um, we're doing over on this around the NBA, and I think the thing that you and I just talked about in the break, Chris, is my take on the Celtics is they're built more for the playoffs than the regular season. So, don't love the overpick there, but I think they'll still get there. But let's move on to another team. In the Atlantic Division, who's up next in the Atlantic? Is it uh, New York the Sixers? Oh, the Sixers. That's right. What a weird team. Yeah, that's 40, that's a tough number. Forty nine and a half. Forty nine and a half. Over or under, Chris? Want to take the man? That's tough. I I think I want to take the over. Tell me why. I think uh, I think basically it's based on Harden needing to be on his best behavior and Nick Nurse being the coach. Um, oh, just a guy that squeezes extra wins out of the regular season. Yeah, I think he's a rotation merchant that'll squeeze. He'll 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 uh, drive wins in the regular season, and I think. They'll get uh, Harden on his best behavior. I think Embiid's still going to be a, a good. You know, Maxi's going to improve. Um, they did lose Nyang, but I I think also they that um, it ultimately doesn't matter for them. Um, Nyang didn't play a ton for them. Yeah, he got played off the court in the playoffs. So. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, that's why it's hard to say, I mean, but he did help, you know, space the floor for them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He he was but, a regular season wins merchant. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, I just think it's basically Harden's broke and needs money and has got to be on the best <laughs> behavior to get paid. <laughs> I It's an interesting theory, Eli, who you got? If you're, if you're talking, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, the 76ers are under. I think they're going to end up trading hard and then not get anything good in return. I'm with you. I think uh, they're kind of a mess. And um, that Embiid situation has the potential to turn toxic quickly. Um, And and that's a fan base that can turn on you very quickly. Um, Who who else do they have? Uh, Patrick Beverly. Or not Jimmy Butler, um, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Uh, Patrick Beverly was not on. Kelly Oubre. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, still there. Paul Reed, still there. Um, PJ Tucker, still there. So they got some dogs still there. Uh, they picked up uh, Danny Green, and apparently he's looking good. Shocking. Um, Shocking, Chris. 
Yeah, I know. Crazy, <laughs> huh? Shooting, letting a shooter shoot, huh? So, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they still got a roster. Yeah, I like the Patrick Beverly pickup. I, I mean, he kind of fits what they need. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. No Bamba. I don't know if that actually matters. <laughs> well, I mean, he's certainly a guy that can spell um, Embiid. Yeah, and and gives you some off some versatility offensively. So, sure. Sure. um, yeah, no, I. What you got? I'm. I, I, bad luck adds up for them, and I feel like they're one. Embiid injury away from, you know, and that, that to me, I think is going to be, if Embiid has an extended injury this season, that's where I think they're really going to struggle because they built that entire team around him. Yeah. That's and, true. and I feel like Maxie's not quite there as an everyday guy yet. Um, I think they're going to struggle with nurse a little bit. I feel like Doc, in a weird way, kind of the right coach for them in that he deflected a lot of the pressure off them because he's Doc Rivers. And it, it's going to be weird to see how they deal with Nurse, and I'm not sure he's going to rub everybody. Like, I'm not sure he's going to get along with Embiid that well because Doc, I felt like, was probably chill with superstars. So I don't know. I mean, this is a lot of spitballing, but I'm... I, I just get bad vibes from them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the vibes pick and take the under. There you go. So and up next, who do we got next? The Knicks. Knicks forty six and a half. What I don't know what to make of that number. Number. It is a good number. I part of the thing that throws me off is the kind of the stink bomb that Jalen Brunson was in the uh in the in FIBA, like he's he kind of stunk. Um, and I don't know if that's FIBA, he was worn out or what, but I don't that know. Was a, that was a Kerr disaster class. Oh, was it okay? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't I didn't get to watch as much of it as I would have liked, but also, I mean, that was like their C squad. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so what about the Knicks? <laughs> I'm taking the over. You're taking the over? Yeah. Uh, they're, returning every, they're returning everybody, and they're pretty young. So. Yeah, everybody but uh, Toppin, basically. Yeah, and they picked up uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, oh, the big ragu, that's right. Actually, I think that he's a nice pickup for them. Because he's a nice combo guard that'll play well with Hart and with... Uh... He also got Dylan Windler. <laughs> there you go. the The Westchester Knicks are uh, are going to be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Eli's keyboard. Who you got? Two oh clicks God. for the over, one click for the under. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the over. I think the Knicks got a lot of swag this year, and um, I think they're only going to build off of last year's momentum with. Penzo. No, I'm I'm kind of with you. I I think it's all good vibes there, and I actually think they could probably fit flip the Fournier contract for another player, um, at at midseason. So I I like 
their roster building. I like, like they still have like the cap room to make another move. So I, I think they're, I'm surprised they didn't get involved in like any of the other moves this summer, but well, they I were think, supposedly like there was rumors that they were possibly waiting for Giannis or Embiid. Oh, or, to shake loose like next summer. Yep, or or yeah, either at the end of by the trade deadline. Yep, exactly. Or next summer. Yep, yep. Interesting. At I, I mean, they have the. I feel like they have the firepower to do it. The problem. The longer R.J. Barrett plays, the more <laughs> other um, GMs are going to realize he's not a guy we're trading for. That's very true. But like you said, he's got a year. Oh, he's a year older. Maybe he can go right, you know, 10% of the time now mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of 5%. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I like all the vibes there. And certainly uh, the NBA would like the Knicks to do well. And speaking of the New York market. Brooklyn? Yep, uh, we got them at 30. Ooh. How, how are they looking in the preseason, Chris? I know I you follow no that. I have no I thought idea. you did. You just no. you were so confident in how crappy they were going to be. Oh, I mean, I'm just basing that off of the end of last year. Like, post-trade last year, they were one of the worst teams in the association and including somehow uh, competing with the Cavs for worst rebounding team in the association. So, um, and just, I mean, they're featuring Ben Simmons. Do I have to say any more? Hey, supposedly he's looked good. (laughs) We're we're going to fall for that year 10 here? Well, it's getting to be close to a contract year for Ben Simmons. So, (laughs) Well, according to KD, he would have stayed if... uh... Simmons was healthy, so oh, <laughs> sure, KD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm taking the under. Like the under is a no-brainer here, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Uh, uh, I don't know, Eli. You go first. I I need to I need to hear what your keyboard whispers to me. <laughs> uh, I think that I'll go with the over. What? Oh my god! Yeah. Do you think they're going to make a move? Is that based? on you thinking they're going to make a move? I think it's more that I think they have a decent core. Oh my god. I really believe in uh, Cam and I believe in all Thomas? those they have. Or John's Cam Thomas. Cameron Thomas. Or Cam Johnson. Sorry. Johnson it, Johnson. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I, I gotta I gotta go with you, Eli. I'm I'm with you too. They have a lot of size. I like Nick Claxton. I like Dorian Finney-Smith. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I like Cam Thomas or Cam Johnson. Cam Thomas has shown a lot last year. Um, you know, they got uh, Ben Simmons still like that. They got Dennis Smith Jr., who, as I, I think, is going to be a really nice defensive. They got Bridges and they got Royce O'Neal. Like they have so many wings they can throw at guys. Like, if they have a coach that knows what they're you, doing. Talk about mid-wings. There's your mid-wings. <laughs> they're better than Atlanta's mid-wings. I'll tell you that much. Okay. I'd take Macau Bridges and Cam Johnson over anybody on Atlanta. You were just slandering Brunson, Macau Bridges. He was in the FIBA. Well, that's also true, but Macau Bridges is a lot younger. 
Well, is he though? He's actually no. They're about the same age. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Mikhail is deceptively older. Yeah, but also um, Jalen Brunson plays like he's forty. <laughs> well, like he has I very much as an old man. I think game. they won the championship together. Villanova. They, they did. Yeah. Okay. They did. I I think they're a weirdly put together team that, like, now that the pressure's off, I think they're going to do better. But I could be wrong. You could be right. Who knows? I also think they were tanking at the end of last season. So, I I, I think they'll be better than advertised. They're one of my takes to, uh, you know, sneakily uh, maybe surpass the Caps. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. This is, I noticed Eli, you tweeted the other day. I'm sorry. Is it tweet or X? Did you X? What's it called now? No, we say tweet as a protest. <laughs> so you said, um, what was it, Dorian Finney-Smith and um, Royce O'Neal were, were kind of on the outside looking in in the preseason. And you're like, interesting. You know, I, I do feel like there's some wings the Cavs should be trying to pry off that team. Right, Eli's keyboard? 100%. <laughs> he just typed out 100%. That's what it said. <laughs> okay. Um, who we got next, Chris? We got anybody else left in the East? I believe uh, Toronto. Raptors, yeah. Are they the last Eastern Conference team we have to cover here? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, no. No, they are not. Who else Somehow we got? we missed the Wizards. Did we though? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Toronto first. What's the line? Thirty six and a half. Okay, Eli, thirty six and a half while you're off mute, over or under for Toronto. I'm gonna go under. I think they're gonna blow it up this year. I would be surprised if that didn't happen. So it um, should happen, but But the weird thing is is like I think it all depends on how good Scotty Barnes is to start the season. Like, if it's the Scotty Barnes that started last season, blow it up. But if it's some of the highlights we saw as a rookie, we don't know. So, Chris? I'm taking the over. You're taking the over. Give it. They won 41 games, and they were a disaster last year. Yeah, but they also lost FBV. They lost their best player. He stunk last year. Okay. He, he was like a sub-40 shooter, and he can't do anything. Well, okay. I'm uh, I'm going to go with Eli and take the under. I love I, it. I, I, I don't think it'll be, but I don't know. That team is, like, I feel like they could be going against your boy, Jakob Hurdle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My boy, no Such one betrayal. has uh, no one, no one has ever called Jakob Pertl my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they have some good players, but who's coaching them this year? It's a good question. I've never <laughs> oh, it's that. Um, it's that oh. is it Serbian dude? Or oh, okay, so okay, so damn. super weird. No, I just heard that, and and also what was said at their meeting. Darko Red was a Djakovic. total 
their their media day was apparently a total disaster. How like so? Absolute, like, like the dude was just totally like out of his depth, or not like the coach was just a disaster hire, and and the players were reflecting it. Like the players were just like, there is that, like that's making me flinch, but. But these are I was talking to Doomer Raptor fans that were saying this, so interesting. Okay. Well, I didn't think the Cavs Media Day was all that great, but <laughs> although I don't think it was just I, I guess for me it was the my lament of the demise of Cleveland media of like there was like eight people there in the audience. <laughs> it felt like eight reporters there. Um yeah, I'm taking the under as well. And then the Wizards, how low is the number and how do we get under it? <laughs> the number's 24.5. Oh, that's a, oh, that's tough. Like, who's on that? Well, they still got, um, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole and then, um, Kuzma has got, Poole and Kuzma have the greenest lights to just chuck away, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And and they got my boy Daniel Gafford. Who actually, <laughs> I like Daniel Gafford. I think he's way underrated. But yeah. I just also think that team's going to be – they want to lose. They're trying to lose. Um, I'm going to take the under because they have just made no qualms about the fact that they're tanking. Right? Yeah, I'm taking – Yeah, Eli. Eli Wizards. The Wizards are the... Oh, I'll go under. They're going to suck. But it'll be yeah. a fun, fun team to watch. Yeah. <laughs> league, they, league, league pass, underrated league pass special. Yeah, you're going to see some 140 to 130 games. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, yeah no. I, I mean, I feel like they're going to be the, the... It's up to play because they won't have any... They won't play defense on you. So, you know, you can up your way up your scoring average. Um, Love it. it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think they're going to be like an easy win for a lot of teams, but teams are still going to get up to pay, to play them to pad their averages. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, and that is the Eastern conference. Um, and we're going to take a break and be right back to welcome back to Cavs where we try and do over-unders in the West. Um, since we're already an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast, what it, we're going to start at the bottom so we can speed through some of these, but the West is so damn deep, it, it's going to be tough. Who we got at the bottom, Eli, or Chris? No, we got the Trailblazers clocking in at 27 and a half. Oh, I'm taking the under. I think the, the Trailblazers are in full-on tank mode, right? Yep, yep. I think I yeah. take the under. Eli? Yeah, I'll take the under. They're trying to lose. Yeah. Uh, who we got next? Okay. We got next the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, it, power, five. it powers up quickly, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, the Spurs are a weird team. Um, Wemby looked ridiculously good his first outing. Like, I'm going to take the over just because I don't know if anybody knows how to deal. If pop isn't in tank mode, teams are in trouble. I feel like the Spurs are going to be sneaky, a sneak, sneaky, tough team to beat. Chris. 
That's tough. Okay, so the number is 29 and a half. I'm going under. Just because the West is so deep. I, I, and they're going to be young. They're still young and bad. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Wemby's got to get adjusted. They're also, uh, they're not going to overextend him. You know, they're going to be fair. Favorite. And so, uh, is he worth seven and a half wins? I don't know. That's tough. I think that's, I mean, if he's worth seven and a half wins, that's, that's a lot of freaking wins. So I, I think he might be. That's yeah. That's, that's the, the question. The yeah, thing. yeah. But, but then um, they also got Sochan, Jeremy Sochan's looking really good. Um, Devin Vassell just got paid. Yeah, um, I like Vassell. I like Branham. Branham could break out. So. Yeah, I I think they're they've got a lot of guys that can break. And yeah. I just think with Pop not coaching the tank, yeah, um, they scare true. me a little. Yeah. So I don't know, Eli. Tiger. Over under Spurs. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with the over. I don't think they're going to tank. I think it'll be sneaky good. Okay. Like, I think that regardless, they're going to be a tough out of night to night. Um, who yep. we got next? The Houston Rockets at 31 and... God, that team is so weird. Like, they <laughs> speaking of Fred Van Bleep... <laughs> <laughs> um... And, and Kevin Porter Jr., who hopefully never plays another minute in the NBA. Um, I, I'm going to take the under. But it's not going to be much worse than that. I think they're going to try to be good, but fail. Chris? I, I totally agree. I'm taking the under. Um, I think they're an absolute disaster class of the... Uh, uh, of the off season with Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, like, like you couldn't yeah. get better than that with all you paid. Like, yeah. it's just awful, awful. It is Maybe. a team full of malcontents. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Good luck, Ine. Have fun <laughs> at the strip clubs. <laughs> Eli, who? What do you got? Uh, I think I want to take the over. I actually am picking the over because of Ine. Um, there's no other rhyme or reason. Yeah. <laughs> I I would take the other reason. I think Sangoon's going to be really good, but I think his teammates are going to drive him insane. Alper and Sangoon, I think, is, is a sneaky yeah. good player. Yeah. Um, okay, who we got next? Utah Jack. Hmm, that is difficult. Is it? I'm, I'm going to take the over. Ooh. I I just feel like they have too much talent to to take the under there, and like they weirdly have a the right mix of players for that market. You know, a lot of euros and a lot of white guys. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like it makes some sense as a as a team. So I'm going to take the over, Chris. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I think they're young, so that's the biggest risk. That's why I'm most uncomfortable with it is because they're young, so they should theoretically improve. But, um, you know, I got to keep the Colin Sexton hate alive. Let's go. No, Let's go. Right. Let's Absolutely. Go. I'm with you. Eli? I'm going under. The way they <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Stick him in a corner. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> He's wow. than that. Oh man, I'm loving it. 
I'm loving it. There we go. Hot take. Okay. Okay, who we got next? Okay, so next up is... Okay, so is it all the way up to the Mavericks? Okay, it's OKC, or just OK? No, it's it's the Mavericks. Oh, yeah. 40... Okay, so... I'm taking the under. I think they're going to be a mess. I got to agree. They couldn't, you know, they'll they'll improve, but like that's a six game improvement. And did they do anything for their defense? I don't think so. No, and and outside of Kyrie and Luca, I mean, literally Tim Hardaway Jr. is your third best player. Oof. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Wow. Yeah. No, you're not. Oh. Problem, and they are like or is it, when. Yeah. Sorry. I don't go ahead. Who, no, I don't know who it would be. I honestly don't know who it would be. I mean, it ain't Josh Green. It, it ain't Dwight Powell. You know, Paul Pierce is not walking Curry. through that okay, door. I would, I would maybe say Seth Curry, but then you're in trouble in the play. You're, you're in trouble. Yeah. Or what? Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think that team is very good, and they're terrible. I think they completely mismanaged that team. How do you like? They just turn Kristaps Porzingis. They paid a bunch for him, then they almost paid to get rid of him. Then uh, Washington turned around and made him into good, made him into draft picks from the Celtics. It's like, come on, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, they're just not running that team well. And Dante they're literally, will turn it around, though. They're literally, <laughs> did you see that block Exum had in the preseason yeah. <laughs> against, against Real Madrid? Let's go. But okay. it, Lost against them. <laughs> they lost to Real Madrid in the preseason. <laughs> like it's not good, but the the uh, the dunk was so bad. Like the guy had just zero chance of ever dunking it. And and of course my uh, my joke was, oh, they must have been playing fake Madrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dad jokes all day. Oh, <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think they're going to be terrible. Are we all? Like they're relying on a no, I don't think we their tenth pick for to give them real defensive minutes. Did we get Eli's take? I don't know. Eli, Eli's keyboard. Eli's keyboard. If you're talking, you're on mute. Uh, I don't know, guys. This Turn your awesome. caps lock on for <laughs> for the over. Uh, all the numbers are just so freaking tough. I yeah. think I'll have to go with the over though. What? Wow, Luca! Yeah, just they just find a way to outscore people in the regular season. I think that's what it is. That makes sense, but that's still a six six game improvement. So, yeah, I think Luca's going to be less fat this year. (laughs) (laughs) Big, big and true. Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig. So. No, so what's funny is the next four teams. It's five, the Slovenian mafia diet. Yeah, <laughs> the next four all at the same number in the okay. West. Yeah, I'm sure they are. It's very yeah. bunched up. Yeah, Who we got so next. We got next. We'll take the Pelicans next at forty four and a half. God, that's so tough because it's like they, we all know the one factor <laughs> is is Zion gonna stay healthy. And if Zion stay healthy, stays healthy, they beat that number. And if he doesn't, they don't. And if that's the number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the over. Go I'm going to take the, the over, brother too. 
Oh, geez, oh, Pete. <laughs> Every time I'm about to agree with you, you say that, and then I don't want it. <laughs> Sorry, Eli. I'm taking the under. I don't think Zion's going to stay healthy. I, I wow. It's a fair bet. I mean, it's a roll of the dice. It's, it's a, what do you is, mean it's a roll of dice? Your, he's like five for five for not finishing it here. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what dice am I rolling here? Well, yeah, but this also is that all, was, this is all ACC. This is anti-Duke sentiment, and I don't know. That was Christoph Porzingis, and we all bet on him, so. Yeah, I guess he did finish the year for the Wizards, but but right. it was also yeah. the Wizards. Anyway, okay, we got the Kings next, forty-four and a half. Ugh. I'm gonna go the over just because I like what they did last year, and I can't figure out if they're better. But they don't. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I agree. No, I mean I'm taking the over. Like uh, I think they're young enough that they can build on and improve what they did. So, I mean, Mike Brown coached the Cavs to a 63 win season. There you go. There you go. I mean, you got, you got Keegan Murray's young, Davian Mitchell's young still, Kevin Herter's young. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox is young. So yeah, they got a lot of young guys that I'm taking me over. Yeah. And I actually like some of the moves they made in the draft in the off season, just kind go. of streamlining their team for the long term. Eli, over under Kings. Oh, smashing the over on this one. Let's go. Let's go. Light the beam. Smell the fart, Mike Brown. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Who we got next? Thunder, 44 and a half. Oh, I hate the thunder. Too. Tacoma City Plunder. That's I'm... I don't know who you got, Chris, because I can't take the under. I'm, I'm, I'm full on SGA hate. Play a, play a real game, bozo. I'm going to take the over just because they're so damn deep because they've just wow. been stocking up on draft picks. Plus, I like Josh Giddy, so I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over on every every team in the West. Wow. <laughs> Except Houston. Eli, who you got over on? Eli's keyboard. Turn your scroll lock on if you have the over. I will take the under. I actually don't like the thunder either. There we go. We love it. We love to hear it. Yes, sir. So, yes, yeah. sir. Nice. Okay, who we got back. next? Okay, we got the uh, 44 now. Okay, so 45. In, uh, well, two of the books say 44 and a half. Two, <laughs> one of the books says 45 and a half. Uh, the, mm. So let's just call it 44 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Ooh. I like the T Wolves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over forty four and a half. I'm gonna choose my line. Yeah, I'm going under. Yeah, I'm under on two. Going under forty five and a half. I'm going under. <laughs> choose just, your just like Rudy Gobert on the screens. <laughs> hey man, he's gonna be firing away from deep. I, you know, I I think Rudy's <laughs> gonna be good. I just think Cat's gonna suck. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> They're actually they need to dump cat with the the bad vibes of cat. I uh, actually I could see that happening in mid season. Yeah, I could it see should. a cat to New York trade. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. That makes sense. Or maybe That makes sense too. Uh he doesn't want to be go to Miami. Yeah. He's not a He'd dog. be the perfect Oh, well, yeah, that's true. He culture yeah, heat culture. 
a thing. That's why they don't want Harden. Okay, who? Yeah. Who we got next? Uh, the Grizzlies, forty-five and a half. I'm gonna take the under. I think this is the year the Grizzlies kind of fall apart. I think. Ooh. I think Ja Morant kind of drives them off a cliff. Ooh. What about you, Eli? Uh, I'll take the under too. What? Wow. I just think the vibes aren't good. For me. The vibes aren't good, and they lost their uh, big locker room presence in uh, in Dylan Brooks. So <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good sarcasm. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm taking the over. Okay, I I think that's fair too. I, I yeah. mean, this John, John is Josh suspended this year. Twenty five games. He is. Yeah, no, first 25 games. Oh, yeah, you're right. He is suspended 25 games. Damn. I'm still taking oh. the over, but that's that's scary. That's scary. Barely over. Yeah. Who we got next? We got the Clippers, 46 and a half. Oh, God, I hate, I hate the Clippers. Um, I'm taking the under. I think eventually Kawhi and Chris Paul stop playing and you know, Paul uh, yeah, uh, Ty Lue is more forced to make chicken salad out of chicken shit yet again. And, you know, they scrape together a playing game. Yeah, I think I agree. They're old. Too old. Yeah. Yep. Even if they get hardened. Yep. Eli. I hate the Clippers. <laughs> uh, actually, but if they do get Harden, I think it'd be over because yeah. they're like giving up nothing to get Harden in those yeah. post trades. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, like I also just don't get what the plan is. Like Kawhi and Paul George, this has to be like one of the most overhyped and disappointing things ever. And then <laughs> asses. Thank you very. But we much. can all see it coming too. Like. These were guys that have had major health issues. I get that, but it's like one thing to do it for the first five years together, and then the fact that like they just re-up without seeing any success is what blows my mind. Yeah. Well, well they want to live in L.A. Is they're yeah. all about the lifestyle. Well, I'm I'm talking about Steve Ballmer and then yeah. I'm not. Oh well. Yeah, Ballmer. Balmer has a lot of money and he doesn't care what he does with it. I mean, my secret hope is that uh, they flame out again. Ty Lue, even though he just signed an extension, they let him go and he comes to uh, coach the Cavs. Actually be president of the Cavs. That would be my dream. <laughs> wow. How things have coaching president of basketball operations. Wow. Anyway, uh, who we got next? Lakers. Next team in LA. What's it's the number? 47 and a half. Okay. Is anyone sick of Austin Reeves yet? No, I love him. <laughs> what about you, Eli? Are you sick of Austin Reeves or you love him? Sure. I, I'm just glad he didn't get Taylor Swift. <laughs> nice. Did you see the, the backwards uh, golf shot? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. that was crazy. Uh-huh. Like, I I tell you what, like the vibes are right to me for 
for the Lakers. You know who I should have like. signed him on the in the offseason? The Spurs. Yeah. Or the or or uh, Orlando should have figured out something. I feel like th- like something to me is so fishy there. Like money to stay with the Lakers, but I also feel like that was the wink wink nod nod. We're gonna take care of you down the line. Probably so. And and probably under the table. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I mean, I what's the number? Forty seven and a half. Ugh. I think I'm going to take the over, but I think it, it's going to be like 48 wins. Would not want to play in the playoffs if they're healthy. Who you got? Under. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Too Just old? Yeah, too old. Uh, LeBron's, LeBron's too old. Yeah, LeBron's too old. Davis is 30. So. <laughs> and it's and it's an odd year, so they're, Davis yeah. won't be healthy. You know? Yeah, and they're both they're both Austin Reeve merchants. Well, and they've got such weird dudes. Like they've got the, the Umlaut still there, and and the Umlaut. No, they lost him. No, they lost. Oh, to the Raptors. Oh gosh, that's so weird. Okay, yeah, yeah. I really they got Cam Reddish instead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they got they got the guy that I wanted the Cavs to get. They got Woods. Yes, they, did. they did, and Vanderbilt's still there. So, yeah, I actually like that front court. Tarian Prince, shout out to him. Front court a ton. Yeah, no, they got um, some good pieces. They have a lot of principles. Yeah, the principles are not. They're too old. So I don't, but I think they have enough depth that LeBron doesn't have to play thirty-eight minutes. I think he can play thirty minutes and be fine. That's what is going to save them. I feel like. If Christian Wood gives a shit, which is big. I also feel like they've got the guys in the locker room that are going to keep them in line. Like, I don't know how Luca and Jason Kidd keep you in line because Jason Kidd is an asshole of a coach. So mm-hmm. anyway, Eli, who you got for Lakers over or under? Um, I think I want to go over. I do think they have a lot of depth and yeah. they'll be able to, um, kind of weather any of the storm injuries or yeah for ad i feel like they have a lot of depth in the front court i don't feel like they have a lot of depth in the back court but um i think the guys they do have in the back court are fairly young and fairly healthy so yeah i'm with you who we got next warriors come out to lose oh sorry (laughs) 48 and a half I'm banging the under. Screw you're banging the under. The wheels just come off the wagon. Yeah, I mean, how long? I mean, Steph is thirty, mid thirties. Clay is garbage. Draymond's garbage, to be honest with you. So, I mean, they're just riding Steph until the wheels fall off. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. That's a good number, Eli. Who you got? Um. I think Steph is going to. I think the Chris Paul thing is still really weird to me. So I'm going to go under. I think they're also just getting really old. It's quiet. That yeah. I feel like it's weird that that's not a major storyline. How old they are? Yeah, I actually am going to take the over because Chris Paul is the thing is the king of garbage regular season wins. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm taking the over. Like. 
You've got Chris Paul, king of garbage regular season wins, coming off the bench. It'd be so annoying to play against off the bench. Um, and there will be more than one bench brawl uh, <laughs> when, like, the scrubs are in in the early fourth quarter. Uh, and Chris Paul is doing annoying Chris Paul things. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over just because it feels like a very – Chris Paul, but I think they're going to lose in the second round of the playoffs. So we'll take that. who we got next. We got the Suns at fifty-two and a half. I'm bang. What? I'm hammering the over hard. I think the Suns are going to win. Are going to be the best team in the NBA next year. Wow. And they're going to wow. win a championship. Wow. I'm genuinely shocked on this, Nate. I know. Why? Because because the Suns are the anti-Nate team. If there was no, I know, but they're I would say really good. They have so many freaking guys that can score and multi multifaceted players. Wow, Nate, we we've, we've just witnessed the conversion of Nate to pure. No, Nate, no, Nate it's the same thing you said about modern. the same thing you said about Miami. Evil wins. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I can't, can't, can't Matt Matt Ishbia is is. He starts his reign as the Antichrist next year. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love like if you live in Michigan, the whole Madishvia, um, Dan Gilbert, Gilbert thing yeah. is like Madishvia is in this huge fight here over zoning on this beach house he's trying to build here, and his wife was like literally making like tear felt. Um, testimony over the historic districting of where they're trying to build this. And it's just like, it's so, and this is like a $30 million home. It's so ridiculous. Like people that have this much money do not allow themselves to lose things. So he will just buy off the refs and the Suns will win. I'm, I'm, you heard it here first. Suns winning champions 2023 or 2024. I'm taking the under. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, what about you, Eli? I'll take the over. I think this what? Is be really good though. Wow, fifty-three wins good. does not seem like a lot of wins for that's, the Suns. They're super deep. That's eight, like they, that's eight they more wins a, than they had last year. That, um. KD for the whole season, plus they got um, Brad Beal, yeah. Brad Beal, like, that doesn't seem unreasonable. I mean, they have nothing else, though. They really they have. have <laughs> they have Devin Booker. <laughs> they have, um... I mean, yeah, they have, they have those guys, but, I mean... Damian Lee was decent last year. They've got, um... Back. Like, they've got a lot of guys that can just eat up minutes. Like, I said the last time we podcasted that the um, Nurkic trade was good for them because he fits what they're trying to do more. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. I like that trade for them. I just think they're still deficient. But I think they have a lot of guys that can give them solid minutes with the guys that they have. Also, uh, Beal and Katie are suspect healthy guys. Well, that's true, but... Play in the playoffs. I, I guess I'll say that, That's except true. the one year that the Warriors ran him into the ground. <laughs> but Tiebreaker. The other thing, the other 
factor that you are discounting is Jordan Goodwin. No, I can discount that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they got Josh Okogie plus Bull Bull. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bull Bull. Bates, G- D- Jop. Like, I feel oh. like have a lot of um, – and I also feel like if they don't have something, like uh, James Jones is going to go pick somebody up off the street. They got Yuta Watanabe. Come on. Yuta – Anyway, okay, who we got next? Oh no, did Eli? Did I think he just yelled? He took the over. over, Yeah, he did. Yep, Denver's it. Denver's Um, fifty-two and a half. I'll take the under. Ooh, ooh. I'll take the under, but I still think they're Western Conference Finals. Oh yeah. I agree. I'm taking that. the over. Why? Give it. Give us your rationale. Like they lost their a top four player for them. That's true. Yeah. That's that's the tough thing. But I just we're in Jokic's era. Like I think he's. Got well, that's potential. also fair. I think he just can get better. You know, he's young enough to still get better. Um, yeah. Twenty eight years old. So yeah, I mean. Uh, Jamal Murray, twenty six. Michael Porter Jr., twenty five. So I just Aaron Gordon and him kind of figured it out. I, yeah, I mean, I was yeah, impressed yeah. with Aaron Gordon in the playoffs. Absolutely, last year. that's a great point. Especially yeah. after he laid an egg the year before. Yeah, still so, got KCP. So. Still got KCP. Like they're a solid. Like they, like they're in their prime, and they're going to be really hard to knock off. But exactly. I honestly feel like. They're they not need to quite for their bench, but yeah, yeah I feel like they're not quite deep enough, and that's why I'm not giving them the same number. But I think they're just gonna, they're going to be just as tough in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and I I wouldn't be a, a surprised to see them make another move too because they have a, a lot of they they still have a war chest. For picks. So, oh, and they got Mason Plumley, didn't they? They did they uh, thought they did. Does not appear to be so, but I don't know. This is according to ESPN, so they could be not updated. Well, I don't know. Yeah, here we go. Mason Plumley is a Clipper. That's right. Ooh, boo. Yeah. Well, like he, but he also seems like the perfect Ty Lu player. Yeah. Yeah. Go Duke. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by the brotherhood? Oh, that's is the it, hashtag. That's the oh, hashtag. Is that where you like lose in your world famous coach's last home game? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. wow. <laughs> Just I twist agree. the knife. I okay, agree, buddy. Eli, did you did you pick Denver? Yeah, I picked Denver. Okay, who you guys got in the finals? Finals? Who's yeah, the- NBA finals. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to do the whole playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta take, I gotta take. Uh, shit. That's a great question. I'll give you mine. Mine yeah. is Sun, Suns over Celtics. Suns burned me last year. I picked them last year. That's why they pissed me off. Well, so I'm gonna go. I, yeah, but DeAndre Ayton was no on that evil, team. evil win. So it's gonna be Golden State. <laughs> they're more evil. Yes, they're, well, they're Joe Lake. 
Yes, exactly. So Larry and, Ellison is involved. Yep. Yep. So Golden State versus the Celtics. Yeah, you you pick the under and Golden State, talk about how old they are, and now you're picking them to make the finals. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, oh, I got to stick to my principles, though. Well, okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it's got to be Boston. Boston's the most evil. Bucks, Bucks are between the, who's more evil between the Celtics and Bucks? I don't oh, know. Oh, it's the Celtics. Yeah, it's got to be the Celtics. So, okay. I, I've got Celtics. Who you got, Eli, in the final? I got the Celtics over the Suns, actually. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I, um... Who's your MVP? My MVP is. I, I'll give mine. It, it's going to be uh, Joker because they're going to give it to him for uh, screwing him out of it last year. And I just. Hey. Sorry, go ahead. They might give it to LeBron. <laughs> Maybe that that'd be interesting. Give him one last MVP. Depends what kind of year he has, obviously, but... Yeah. See, the thing to me is all those other teams um, have added enough. Like, I don't see anybody on Phoenix. Like, there's too many other people that want shots. Um, and that's why I think the Joker is just going to keep putting up gaudy numbers and get it again. Who you got, Chris? Luca. Interesting. Okay. Um, who you got for Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, that's Evan Mobley. No question. Nice, nice. Eli, who you got? Uh, Evan Mobley. I'm going to make it three for three, Evan Mobley. <laughs> that's right. Actually, Rich. I want to amend my MVP vote to Donovan Mitchell. Oh, okay. We're going all cap. Just going, going home. All so, all rookie cap. of the year, Amoni Bates. That's right. Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Um, oh, who's the the point guard from Portland? Ooh, Scoot. Scoot Henderson. Yeah, I'm gonna Scooby. go Scoot Henderson. Although it's okay. Never mind. It's gonna be Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Money. Okay, Eli. Who's your Who's your rookie of the year? Wemby. Wemby. I don't know how it could be anyone else. Yeah, I mean, if he's happy. Have you yes. Have you seen Imani shoot? <laughs> <laughs> clutch shots nice nice well i will spare you guys the rest of excuse me the um the postseason awards who wins the in-season tournament that that's the other uh, that's the one you want to know huh <laughs> I, <that's, laughs> that's the one. is it it's so hilarious that no one is talking about it yeah no one cares i mean people <laughs> might care when it happens but they're not going to care yeah. otherwise yeah so but uh, the in-season tournament, okay, who's... So I already gave you my pick. It's the Bucks. Oh, like, that's Bucks. the Dame Lillard gets his ring. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take... I'll take... It's something that... Uh, it's something that the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies... It's going to be... Oh, no, nice. Oklahoma City. No, Oklahoma City. It's going to be the most fraudulent team ever. <laughs> Eli, who you got? Went in the in-season... Milwaukee. <laughs> what? No. Wow. Yeah, he's with me. It, it was wow. made for Dame. Dame time. You, you guys got anything to pitch? <laughs> Do I? Uh, oh yes, Hannah Diamond's new album or EP. 
she came out with a new EP a few days ago. It was called, uh, hold on, I have to Google it. Yeah. Go ahead. It is, what's the name of it? Well, Well, the title song is Perfect Picture, so. Hannah Diamond, Perfect Picture. Okay. Hannah Diamond, Perfect Picture. I'm going to pitch in Traverse City, Peninsula Ciders. Um, cinnamon swirl, a cinnamon hard apple cider. Um, that is quite excellent. So if you like cinnamon and you like mm. cider, you will like this. Mm. I don't, any, um, um, dad stories, although I did pressure wash my house a couple of weeks ago. That's, nice. that's some peak dad action. Nice. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. And, and I drove to Wichita, Kansas, um, last week. Um, oh, goodness. We, yeah, we did five hours or we did five days and. Oh, you have family out there, don't you? Yeah. We left okay. Wednesday night, got afternoon and left and was home by Saturday. Oh my God. <laughs> it was nuts. That's insane. It was insane. So I will. I will pitch uh, Wichita Brewing Company, also, also an ex- excellent place to get a beer. Eli, you got anything to pitch? I do not. Okay. Well, we're getting long in the tooth, so uh, Cavs tomorrow versus Orlando. Let's go, baby. Let's go. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.